Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the Equine Wellness Pod. I'm your host, Quincy. On this episode of the podcast, we have Hannah Beth of Dare to Be a Cowboy, a really great non-for-profit. We just chat a little bit about Hannah's um, kind of, uh, I don't know, she's just, she's great. She's an influencer. We just kind of chat about her her life and how Dare to Be a Cowboy got started, all the things that she's got going on. Please make sure to jump over and follow her on Instagram at Hannah Beth Virginia and look up Dare to Be a Cowboy on there as well. I did not edit this podcast at all. Period. Period. Whatever. So you're literally getting it from the time I said hello. And I'm trying to think. Did I say anything that I need to edit out? I don't know. Anyways, don't judge me. I'm not editing it. You get the whole conversation. Skip a few seconds if you need to. Anyways, I hope you enjoy this episode. Hope everybody had a great weekend. We'll see you next time. Hey, Grammy. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's raining here, so I'm sitting in my car, so I'm sorry if you hear the storm if it comes through again. Oh, it's okay. Where do you live? I'm in Kansas, um, oh. northeast Kansas, so like Kansas City is like our what puts us on the map, I guess. So I'm right up around Kansas City. Oh, wow. Yeah. Where are you at in California? I'm in northern Nevada, actually. Oh, so... I'm sorry. No, yeah, so I'm like... um. 20 minutes ish from Tahoe have you ever heard of Tahoe like Tahoe yeah yeah so I'm like basically right down the mountain from Tahoe I can see all the pretty lights from right where I'm at that's so cool I have I don't know how I I saw I followed you like way back when like I was in high school I'm 23 now so really yeah like I've been like there like creeper not really but you know whatever you have a lot of followers but I just always see your pictures I'm like that is so beautiful oh yeah no yeah I tried to move to Texas uh probably like two years ago and the it was so hard for me because there's no mountains there and like I don't know why the mountains are like such a safety thing to me they just feel like home it was so weird to like look around and there's just no mountains and it just feels so empty no the mountains (laughs) are like they're so grounding I feel like for me so I went we got married and we went to Colorado to do it and it was just because of the mountains because to me like you look at a mountain and I'm like look at this thing like Mm -hmm. my problems are so small like it's so peaceful and yeah cool that's actually a really good way to put it yeah that's how I that's why I like it around here because we have a lot of like I don't know, just, like, nature and stuff. Like, we go on hikes all the time. There's lakes, like, all over the place around here. So there's just so much stuff to do. It's nice to be able to, like, take a break from business and just be able to go walk around nature That's and awesome. stuff. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you do for, um, like, a, you have a day job, don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually in the HR department for a masonry company. So oh, cool. Yeah, the company that I work for has like 800 employees or something. It's really big. And my mom is the HR manager. Like, she is HR. And then I am basically her assistant. So I (laughs) do everything from entering the guy's time to getting my mom coffee. Nice. That sounds fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's awesome. Well, working with family is a double-edged sword, though, I'm sure. Um, yeah, my mom and I have always been best friends, so it is kind of nice, but, well, like, what's cool about it is she understands that that's not my career, you know, like, she understands that that is such a side hustle to me, like, just to make money and, you know, dare to be a cowboy and everything else is just, like, really my focus, so that's kind of nice, because if I had another boss, I feel like they really wouldn't understand yeah how deeply invested I am into all this other stuff so she like when I have barrel races and stuff and I have to take off a Friday she's really cool about it but also I have to be really willing to like put in overtime too for her so yeah that's it is pretty nice yeah it is nice we just like jumped right into it y'all welcome to the podcast (laughs) I'm super Um, excited about your podcast I just have to say like 
I am so into anybody that is like trying to grow the sport of rodeo and like for you you know you just started this randomly didn't you yeah it's kind of it's kind of weird I literally just like one day was like I'm gonna start a podcast like why not you know I love that and it was so weird and I I did like one or two a week for I don't know like a month and it was right when coronavirus really got to us here in Kansas we were kind of the last ones that it really affected or Mm. you know seemed to kind of like flag and so I started like this is gonna sound everyone's gonna laugh at me but I just started messaging like anybody like I sent a message to Martha Josie like hey if you just have anything to say like I just I'm here come on you know come on with it just to anybody and I got a couple like like I had Joy Wargo on here and that was super crazy but yeah I'm also into just having it's just anybody who has a message and needs a platform I'm down with it I'm kind of like you like it's casual I like it it's like you know whatever but yeah it's actually super brave of you like you literally are interviewing all of these top people (laughs) that's like I have my podcast and that's like one of the biggest things that (laughs) I'm just like I don't know I want to reach out to all these people but I was like can I interview you right you know can I do you justice I don't know if I could you do such a good job with it though oh yeah well thank you it's probably they're probably like I don't know I have a a story about one person that I reached out to I won't reveal her identity but um I reached out to her and she was just like very like blew me off she was like sure and I was like okay well do you have any sponsors and she's like don't worry about them which she has sponsors and so that rubbed me the wrong way and then she told her like okay we can record today and I I then she yeah it was like she blew me off and thought she was too good for me she's literally social media famous is all it is guys and so then, like, to have, like, all these people give me a chance, you know, like, Ivy Hearst, you know, going to the NFR this year, I think she's still up there. But anyways, I it made me kind of feel better because that kind of, I don't want to say hurt my feelings, but I was just like, dang, like, maybe oh, yeah. I'm not tough enough to, like, try and do this thing. But yeah, anyways, you didn't you have Kimmy Wall on there, too? Yes. Yeah, and Kimmy's, I, she is so, like, heartwarming, like, just oh, yeah. over the phone, you know how you can tell the kind of, per- or you get a vibe, a sense of what kind of person some of these people are. She was just so nice, and yeah, she seems she really great. sweet, and it's crazy, because you're literally talking to people that went to the NFR. That's one thing that blows my mind about rodeo, is how available these people actually are. You know, like, growing up in rodeo, and, well, just, like, as a little kid, looking up to all the people that go to the NFR, you think of them as celebrities, you know, they're the celebrities of rodeo, but then you don't really realize how small of a world it actually is. Yeah. And how you really could just message these people and they will reply. Literally. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it really is. And and that's why I did it is because, so, I started listening, I mean, I listened to all the things. Like, as a barrel racer, or wannabe barrel racer, I guess is kind of what I live myself, <laughs> you look up to these people because they are celebrities and you just you want to take in every single thing that they put out there and absorb Mm. it and then I just realized like as I got older I'm like they're just humans and they're some of the best humans in the world like they're the most down-to-earth salt-of-the-earth folks you're gonna find um but you know it's kind of a small world so this is kind of off subject not that we have an agenda that's just kind of how I roll (laughs) yeah same (laughs) um you said it's just it's like it's so crazy because we think of them as celebrities so that that thing there's people going around making tiktoks and posting about Haley kinzel and her relationship life i'm like y'all you might brush shoulders with her one day like we are oh, a yeah. subculture like mm-hmm. we are not it, the whole wide world like you might see her one day you don't know and you're sitting here like acting like she's like paris hilton i'm like she's a freaking mm-hmm. human in our small little subculture I just thought that was really rude because I I don't know what was that what was if people were talking about if she if she's divorced or oh. they were like um oh my gosh I forget what it saw what I what I saw that but it went around quite a bit mm-hmm. and I don't know it just kind of was mind blowing to me because like who would put that out there like knowing how small this like little subculture that we all participate in is. yeah uh, I mean it kind of sucks for them because that ruins their image but in a way that kind of like 
for rodeo as an industry, I kind of look for that sort of thing. You know, not yeah. like for me personally, but that just shows that the industry is growing, which is really cool because I That's think like great. even the TikToks and stuff like that, like good ones that I've seen, I I haven't seen that for rodeo ever. And it's cool seeing these little kids idolize these guys, you know, and, you know, make videos about them just as they would with like Kylie Jenner and all these people, because that just to me shows that, you know, rodeo is like getting mainstream. You know, yeah, that's very it makes true. it kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People definitely need to watch what they're doing. I've made a podcast about that, and it was all about you know like sponsorships and stuff. And I was just telling people, you know, when you're growing up in high school rodeo, yeah, you want to hang out with your friends, you want to mess around, sometimes you want to party, but you have to understand that these people literally could work for the brands that you want to be sponsored by someday. Like the the world if, of rodeo is so small that you really got to be careful even when you're young, you know, and, and it's not even that you have to be careful, cautious, like always be real, always be true to yourself. Just don't be dumb, you know, mm-hmm. and like treat people with respect. And because it is the, the world of rodeo is so small, you could mess up here in Nevada and people in Texas are going to hear about it, you know, so people do That's need to be really point. careful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk about you for a minute. I'm sorry. I got us kind of like all over the place. That's just like I said, that's how I roll. But so you mentioned Dare to be a Cowboy. Tell us how that got started. I actually have a confession. I applied for I don't remember what it was. Because but anyways, I applied for Dare to be a Cowboy for like, I don't know, I was young. It was a long time ago. Oh, I love but yeah, that. I, just, I loved it because I was like, here's this girl who like loves rodeo so much that she doesn't want to see for lack of better terms like poor kids on the sidelines like you want you cared yeah. enough you wanted everyone to get the chance and I just I don't know that's why I've always followed you because I was just like I love this but anyways mm. this is your stage now I'll stop talking tell the listeners about dare to be a cowboy uh kind of the origins the stage is yours yeah so it's a nonprofit organization that I started when I was 16 and I firsthand am a first-generation cowgirl. So my parents didn't rodeo. My mom had a horse when she was 12. I always say 16. And then she corrected me when I was in an interview. She, like, texted me. She's like, I'm 12. I'm like, okay, 12. <laughs> <laughs> she sold the horse when she was 16. But um, she just, like, showed on it. And that's what brought, like, my brother and I into the world. So I was really lucky because I had parents that – were really invested into it you know once I was in rodeo they were really down to help me and we're middle class hardcore you know like we didn't have any money either so I I literally saw my parents spend their last dollar so I could get down the road in high school rodeo but I also had friends around me that wanted to rodeo but couldn't they couldn't rodeo as hard because obviously it's so so expensive I like Mm -hmm. I will argue till the day I die that it's the most expensive sport just because of the horse like that's like the one sole thing that like makes everything so expensive so anyway so when I was younger I actually had a friend that uh I practiced a lot with and we kind of junior rodeoed together and our goal was to high school rodeo together and she wasn't going to be able to high school rodeo because she just did not have the money for it so um, that is kind of like what inspired Dare to Be a Cowboy. What's weird about the whole thing is and this has never happened to me before. Like I am the type of person that will make up so many things as far as businesses goes. And like I've had nonprofit since I was like two. <laughs> I've done crazy things. But with Dare to Be a Cowboy, there's nothing that came to me so quickly. Like I was just randomly sitting at the dinner table like my mom was making dinner and uh like the name the logo the mission everything just came to me so quickly and I always tell people I'm like how is that not God like I don't know what everybody else believes in but I just like there's just no way as a 16 year old that that just comes to me you know like that just of all the things in my life that just shows me that God is real like that one thing but so anyway we help kids get into rodeo and my big thing is we've we've done all kinds of things like help kids get into clinics we've worked with Fallon Taylor before we've um at the Reno Rodeo we had a couple of kids that aren't involved in the rodeo world and the rodeo industry that uh had like a Reno Rodeo experience so they got to go behind the shoots they got to meet a bunch of pros they got to ride the sheep they got to mutton bus 
and then they got to sign autographs at the end of the day like we do all kinds of stuff pretty much anything under the sun to just help kids get more involved with the rodeo industry and since it it started in 2014 and then i had to go to college for a couple of years and just focus on that and then it's it was so on my heart probably in like 2018 to get it back going again and i just wanted to make sure that everything was right so i think it was this year that we relaunched quote unquote but my thing now is that i want it to be so much more than just the rodeo industry i want it to be agriculture i want to get kids into 4-h ffa i want them to get into hunting fishing all of that stuff so yeah i mean that's why i say with people that even try to get involved with the organization is what's cool about it is you can go in any direction you know i want to help kids in so many ways under the sun there's so many directions that we can go with this that it's it's gonna be big I feel like that's so cool so you kind of went from just the rodeo world to you're more focused on just like the western lifestyle Mm -hmm. yeah what can people do I mean what's your fundraising look like like what can we do to be supporters of this mission because it's a really great mission so we have right now the big thing is there to be a cowboy hat um that was like the number one fundraiser when we first started and so we have black and white caps and then we also have pink caps that are available for pre-order right now um you could obviously donate to us too but one thing that's also really helpful is i have like a full inventory of new and pre-owned tack for dare to be a cowboy so at any time since the beginning of this if they donated tack and then if we haven't used it since we have a whole stockpile and what's really cool about that is like when things um like the california fires happen or even you know the hurricanes that just happened in louisiana and texas uh, we like to do a lot of relief help and a lot of people are losing the most basic things like the saddles like the halters and all of that kind of stuff so like even if you have everybody has old tack that they don't use that they just stare at So that is a really good way to help and become part of the mission. Uh, Like I said, the caps, uh, the caps bring up a lot of conversation too. I can't even tell you how many times that I've heard people saying, you know, I'm in Utah right now and I was wearing this hat and people were asking me about it. And I'm like, that's just, I just love that because they just knew about it. You know, they also knew about it. They're like, how did you find that hat? You know? So I think that's really cool. Um, Eventually, well, this fall, we're coming out with t-shirts and sweatshirts, too. So that's a really good way to help as well. Cool. That's awesome. Um, I'll definitely have to I'll have to get a donation to you. I won't accept a ball cap because I look horrible in a ball cap. But <laughs> I'll gift it to somebody who gets a lot of exposure so we can start a conversation. My um, next question for you is, um, so these kids that that um, would be interested in, I don't, you know, just someone nominate a kid that wants help or I use the term kid, but just in whoever, yeah. um, whoever, or how does that work? How do you get in if you are, you know, how are you finding these kids to get them more active in this Western lifestyle? Yeah. So for right now, we are mainly 18 and under. I kind of got a soft spot in my heart for college kids too once I went to college because I realized that's a really hard part of your life as well (laughs) Um, and eventually I would love to grow to just everybody period you know because there are adults that also want to get involved in the industry Um, but yeah what was your question I'm sorry (laughs) oh just if if a kid you know how are you reaching these kids that you're trying to help I'm sorry Yeah, so, I mean, they can reach out to us. I mean, obviously, they could DM us, but I tried to, when we relaunched, to have kind of more of a focused application before we just had a general application, and then if you wanted to nominate somebody, you could, too. Um, But now, on our website, I have an application for if you want to get schooling. I have a general application. I have one if you want to get mentorship, because that's something that I would really like to be able to do for kids right now, too. Um, and then we have, I can't remember all of them. We have five of them, but basically there's just like five different applications that these kids can choose from and based on like what their needs are. And if they can't figure out, you know, exactly what that fits into, they could just fill out the general application. And then we do have the nomination application. That's for like 
parents or you know teachers people around kids that see somebody who is in need that wants to be a cowboy that obviously has that passion that could see us helping those people and that could literally look like anything you know like we again we have done so many different things under the sun from paying entry fees to literally hooking a kid up with all of his tack that he needs for his horse We've never given a kid a horse yet, but (laughs) that would be a really cool goal, I feel like. Um, But yeah, so they could just go to DTBAC.com and there's a bunch of applications on there. That's so cool. So guys, Hannah is like a major go-getter. So I want to be like, oh yeah, podcast over. That's all she does. No, she also has her own (laughs) podcast. She also has, what else do you have going on? Your your planners, right? Your barrel racer. Yeah, so So many things, so many things. So tell us a little bit about your barrel racer planners, um, just out of curiosity. Enlighten the folks. Because yeah, we have a lot of barrel racers, I'm assuming. <laughs> that looks yeah, like- <laughs> it's actually really cool because uh, I feel like a lot of the stuff that I've kind of started came out of my need, you know? Like, even with There to Be a Cowboy, it came out of me being a first-generation cowgirl and obviously not having a lot of resources because – rodeo is just such a small industry that it's hard to learn from and that's pretty much exactly how the barrel racing planner started too I didn't barrel race really in high school rodeo but then once I got out of high school rodeo I started barrel racing because that's pretty much all you can do when you're a goat tire you just go to rope and barrel racing um so I started barrel racing on my mare and I'm super like hippie, but super a type. So I have to have my stuff organized, like, especially when it comes to progress, I have to be able to write down my goals, like, just get my focus right before a race, but then also look at a race and, you know, afterwards and be able to evaluate it. And so these barrel racing planners were basically just a product of that. Everybody has a barrel racing binder, I feel like, you know, like everybody's got their little stash of where they keep all of their information about their horse and stuff. So I was like, why not just make that into an affordable little planner? That's cute also. So I did that. I don't even know. I think it was like really just a passion project for me, you know, cause it, it, it was just a way for me to be creative, but they got so like just such good feedback from people, you know, so many people are saying, I don't know why anybody hasn't ever done this before. And in research now, there are a couple of other companies that do it, but it's just, that's what blows my mind about rodeo is even with there to be a cowboy there. It's an idea that's so simple, but our, our industry is just so behind that there's not much of this stuff out there. It's, yeah. it blows my mind. So like rodeo planners and barrel racing planners are one of those things. So yeah, these planners, I think, started in 2000. Um, I, I first released them in 2018. They were the most ugliest planners in the whole world. And I had them out for, like, two months. And I was like, what is this? I swear, I made them on Microsoft Word. Like, I, it was it, it was not cute. And so then I was like, okay, I need to, like, actually make something that I'm super proud of, you know, that I really love. And so I went from – I went a whole year – of making the new planners and then I released the ones that I was super proud of on November 2019 um so last year and then since then I've had one um theme I'm trying to keep it really simple because you know with all of this other stuff I have to keep my focuses or my goals super focused so I had one and then I released a new one and the new one was um you know, like they just keep getting better every time. Like I just keep listening to everybody's critiques and their feedback. And so I just keep applying that. And so we just had the second one out and then that just sold out this last week. And so now I have a new one coming out October 16th. And this one's really cool because before the planner had, you know, just like monthly sections, but I keep them blank because I know like there's 12 sections, but we don't have a full 12 month season. Like there's months out of the winter or whatever that we don't use those. So they're all blank. Um, But now in this new one, we have also a weekly section. And then um, there's also like in all of them, there's a race evaluation section. That's like the biggest part of all of this is a section that before the race, you can write down your goals. You can write down everything about, you know, the association, just like the arena, all the information that you're going to need in order to get there and be ready. 
And then uh, there's a little section for after where you write down your goals, your overall run rating, all of that sort of thing, fast time, like what you place, your money won, all of that, Uh, which is super cool and super helpful. But my thing was that the last planner, you could really only use it uh, like if you went to a race, basically, or if you're preparing for a race. And I want everybody to be able to use it daily. Like I want it to be a daily motivational tool for you. Um, so now in these new ones, there's going to be not only just a place for when you go to races, but also for every single ride. Um, so, you know, anytime that, so for me, if I, anytime that I ride my horse moonshine, uh, I, it's basically the same thing. I write down my goals. I write down the affirmation. Uh, so for me, I, this is like, this is what I think is so cool about making your own planner is I can do whatever I want. So I put in an affirmation section in it and I love that so much because when I ride my horse beforehand I write I am a professional barrel horse trainer that's what an affirmation is is you it's basically like a goal into fruition you know like mm-hmm. manifesting you know I don't know yeah. how you feel about all that but um, <laughs> I, I think it's so important you know to actually speak what you want into existence so we have an affirmation section that you can write that and then uh, <laughs> there's a, a you can plan out what you want your ride to be but then after it's like okay but how did it actually go because (laughs) I've learned that I can plan my ride all I want but that's never how it ends up going um and so yeah but the the planners in itself I I just really want to be a tool to help girls with motivation to help keep organized throughout all of it because again rodeo doesn't really have that many resources um, you know, just like compared to any mainstream industry, rodeo is so behind. So this is just another one of those ways that I'm hoping to help girls like me just grow within the sport. Yeah, it, it, it is behind. But you mentioned, you know, after you came out with your planners, after a little more research, you realized there were other planners out there. The thing about I feel like this industry that's a subculture is that it's out there, but it doesn't reach that many people, you know, unless you have boatloads of money to market and network Mm -hmm. professionally and get with professionals, it's kind of hard to get it out there. It's really, you're your own steam engine, you know, putting it on social media, making Instagram pages and that kind of thing. And it just doesn't reach the masses, you know, you really have to relate to everybody. Somebody has been blowing my mind with that lately is Dale Brisby. Oh, yeah. That guy has 600,000 followers on Instagram. Yeah, he's a cowboy. That's crazy. Like, I think the next person behind him is like Amberly Snyder at like 340 or something. Dale Brisby is so big. And I was talking to my boyfriend about that the other day. He's like, whatever he's doing, he's fitting to the mainstream. You know, and I've seen him. He he collabs with a lot of like outdoorsy guys, not just cowboys. People right. in the in the like outdoorsy type industry, which I even think with there to be a cowboy, that's how you're gonna get rodeo mainstream. Like you have to get people out of hunting, out of like that sort of type of lifestyle. And those are the people that are gonna be like more adaptive, I think, to our industry. Whatever Dale Brisby is doing, he he's doing it right because <laughs> he is appealing to the mainstream because he's just funny, you know. Like he's yeah. funny to anybody. You don't have to be a cowboy to know that he's funny. Yeah, he's entertaining and. Does does mm-hmm. he do stuff with the PBR? Because the PBR has is a major, you know. You don't have to be a. There, there's just something captivating about watching those guys ride bulls that like everybody wants to see. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. I know he does a, a bunch of stuff with people within the PBR. Like I I don't know. I think he's just really good at collabing. That's one thing. He's a content creator and he puts out a lot of content, quality content. So that probably helps him. But he's yeah, he's really big. It's crazy. Yeah, it's just it's been fun. And and then what you said about how the barrel racer planners were kind of for you. That's kind of how the podcasting <laughs> is for me. It was something that I couldn't get enough of the content out there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, I've listened to it all because I can't get enough of it. And so I was like, okay. Oh yeah. I'm gonna make my own. Um, so that's really how things kinda happen. I, I totally get that. Yeah, that's how it is for content with me too. Like at the beginning of the week, if I'm feeling uninspired, I'll write down what would I want to see as a little girl, you know, like not, not yeah. that's not even trying to be cheesy or anything. It's just like genuinely like what as a little girl or like what as a cowgirl, what I want to see, you know, and yeah. it's just I, I'm actually really proud of this sport because when I started Dare to be a Cowboy, it was 
pretty much originally along the lines of that rodeo is like a dying sport you know that was my mission and because that's what I always heard you know that you know our numbers are smaller that we don't have as many entries and although I do kind of agree with that I think I kind of like I don't feel the same way now I don't think that rodeo is a dying sport I think that it's growing and I think that that's you know it's obviously still super small but I think that there are a lot of people involved that are really trying hard to like make the most out of this sport while they're here on earth like I think there's a lot of people that are really trying to I always I when I'm thinking about this I go back to other people that have other podcasts like there's I don't know if you've heard them but there's the gauge and um Courtney Dehoff has the fancy lady cowgirl and their missions are the exact same basically is there to be a cowboys they're just trying to help expand the sport of rodeo and there's yeah. a lot of people out there that are uh, I don't know woke <laughs> yeah. they're woke right now and they're trying to go the sport of rodeo I think it's awesome it's definitely it's definitely on the rise I think more oh, yeah. than you know, the last couple the last decade I think in this day and age that we live in people are craving something original and I think you can only I don't know you can it's just things are out of control right now obviously and I think people are craving just some norm you know yeah oh no I like, agree the yeah. recent political times but um and one other thing I want to no- take a note for the listeners about your planners why they need to purchase one is because if you're a younger girl you're just getting started you have a horse and don't have that much guidance you're doing it on your own the biggest piece of advice I'm going I wish someone would have told me and I'm sure you could probably relate to this is yes have an idea of what you want to accomplish on that ride oh, don't yeah. go out there unorganized and scatterbrained have a plan and no, that doesn't mean every time you you need to get on your horse and just go walk. Sometimes they can never walk enough. Just go out and walk in whatever you have available to you. Mm-hmm. But have an idea of what you want to accomplish. Don't go out there and be like, oh, I want him to pick up his shoulder and I want him to, you know, what if he doesn't know how to do all that? You need to pick away one time at one ride at a time. Have an idea at least and be flexible with your idea. If that's not the day he gets too frustrated and you can't make it happen because maybe your skill set or your knowledge level, okay, pick a, pick something else that you know you can accomplish. Just have an idea because if you don't, you're going to go out there and get frustrated with that animal, especially if you're a girl who's trying to do it on their own like a lot of us were. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think that's intention what the is super important. Really help you. Yeah, it's just like it's not even if you're trying to be a professional barrel racer. Like I will 100% say that's not really in my cards. Like that's just not that important to me to make it to the NFR and stuff. So, but that it's still with my horses. I still want to make the most out of them, and there is nothing that like waste our time more than if I just go out there and I don't have a plan and I don't have any intention with her so at least if I have the intentions and that's where the affirmations help me too is it kind of helps me keep my mind in check because if I you know if I write down I'm a professional barrel horse trainer obviously I'm not but it's like if I write that down and I keep that mindset throughout the whole ride helps me so much with you know patience and just overall just grounding throughout the whole ride but then Again, that's why I put what okay, so what did you actually do after? You know, because yeah, even if it's going well, you're usually not gonna necessarily stick to the exact same plan. You're gonna stick to the same goal, but you're not going to exactly do the exact same routine, and that's totally fine. You kind of just wanna go with the flow. But yeah, it is super important to have a goal. And it's like it's not even if you're working with younger horses, that's with older horses, because their attention span is very short, you know, you don't want to waste their time. You don't want to waste your time going with a goal, get it done. Yeah. So hopefully these planners actually help people with that. That would be super awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you said my, you know, you're like professional barrel racers in the cards for me. I don't even care about barrel racing anymore. I want to be a horseman. And if I'm a horseman, then barrel racing is going to be easy. Yeah. You know, I love that. Like that's, that's just been my mindset this last year and it's just changed because it's just changed the whole thing for me and I'm getting so much more progress and I, we put so much pressure on these horses to like rule our lives like oh your horse steps back on the trailer or acts naughty 
day over you're pissed off you're mad you oh, go yeah. home and take it out on your boyfriend or your husband or whatever. when it's like, not even our don't, jobs <laughs> yeah don't let it do that y'all like you have to realize like you gotta do your best and getting to play with horses and, and go have fun and reach your passion if it's not fun to you you need to take a break and also we are so lucky to be able to do it just in general. So stop making it like this whole thing that runs your life. Yeah. I think we get a little past me, but I wish someone had told me that sooner. I a hundred percent agree. You know, like you just saying that kind of, I was like, you know, that is such a good point. Cause for 90% of the people that rodeo, this is not our jobs. This is not like our day jobs at all, but I've never seen people more passionate about their runs. It's like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, honestly, I wish that some of us would just let go and have fun. And that's like one thing that I really want to do with all of this is I kind of, I want to prove to people that you can have a spot in the rodeo industry without having to make it to the NFR. You know, like it can actually just be fun to you and it doesn't have to be all this competitive stuff that you don't internally don't really like. And you, but you can still be a part of the industry and make a career out of it. Yeah, do it, do it because you want to like, there's a fine line between like making yourself go ride your horse and do something every day. Like, yeah, there's like discipline. You need discipline, obviously. But if you're not in the right headspace, like don't force yourself because that's a waste of your animal's time and energy and yours. If you're not hundred percent in a safe headspace to go ride that animal. Cause if not, you're just ended up trying to fist fight. Oh, totally. That's a, I've actually you know? been going through that this year. I had a really, strong good season last year and I was super motivated and my mayor and I went to a ton of barrel races and so this year I was you know I had a lot of goals schedule them out and stuff and I was not feeling it like I went to probably like five barrel races I'm still going to them you know obviously everything that's going on kind of just like and I'm not even gonna say like COVID mess with my mind it's not even like that like I'm I have a pretty good mindset through all of this stuff but all of the barrel races were getting canceled. Like I have to go to these qualified races in order to get to these finals. And every single one that I schedule is just getting canceled, canceled, canceled. And then they're like postponing the race and it's just like all over the place. And I'm like, you know what? I just need to chill. You know, like I just need to yeah. not, I need to stop forcing this. I'm just going to go with the flow. Then Moonshine ended up getting hurt. And I was like, you know, I think this is honestly a sign that I just need to take a step back, give everybody a break, including myself focus on you know dare to be a cowboy and all this stuff right now and just let that be you know and I'm not worried about it I know that next year you know I have a horse coming up right now and it's like I'm not going to put that pressure and that guilt on myself because if I do need to have an off season that just means I'm going to have that much more fuel coming into the next season it's really not a bad thing at all I think some people need to be more you know, like self-aware like that. Like if you need a break, give yourself a break. That's not, that doesn't mean you're lazy. Like for me, it's like, I have other focuses right now, you know, and that's not a bad thing. That just means that these things need to grow. This is a time in the season for these things to grow. And I just need to chill on this for a little while. I just think, I think some people would do a lot better. And that, that is including like my younger self. I know there are many times that I burnt myself out of something completely because I didn't give myself a break. And Oh, for sure. And you can't, you know, the things that are meant to be, you don't, you don't have to force, like, oh, like yeah. I said, and there's like that fine line, like, yes, discipline and like pushing through the rough patches. Yes, you have to have that mindset 100. But there's a difference between forcing it and like bouncing off of a brick wall over and over again, like, yeah. like try and be disciplined, but you have to kind of know your yourself and your animal. And I obviously I believe in God and I'm with you. Like, I just everything happens for a reason. And when it's meant to be and it's going right, there's nothing that's going to stop, like, your your vibe when it's time. So, oh, yeah. hang in there, girl. It's freaking hard. Yeah. And it's, like, I think a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves. And it's, again, it's not even their job. You know, it's such unnecessary pressure. You're really just hurting yourself when it comes down to it. Like, just make it fun when it comes to barrel racing and stuff like that. If it isn't your job right now. Like, for me, it's not my career right now. I'm not trying to sell horses right now. It's just that's not what I'm trying to do in this season of life. Yes, I would love to eventually. But if I'm not, then might as well take this time to be like, okay, if I'm not into it, I'm not feeling super motivated with it, then I might as well just, you know, chill. And with, see, like, with my horse, I've never, with that said, like, if I'm going to go to a barrel race, I'm never 
going to, you know, just not ride her because I'm not motivated. Because that's also not fair either, you know. So if you're going to plan to go to a barrel race, you have to know that, okay, that does mean that I need to be riding her very consistently throughout the week, too. So what I try and do, and this is probably like common sense, uh, I'm not trying to give anyone life advice here, but you know, like I have to, like, I have like let the horse thing, like dictate my whole life, like relationships, friendships, etc. period, everything. Cause I wanted to be a barrel racer so bad. Um, I have a whole like other story behind that. I was the kid that didn't get to do it. I had to watch my sister do it and I did other things, but anyways, um, but, like, now I'm to the point where, like, I have a really good prospect and things are coming along. But, you know, the days when you don't want to ride or you don't have that motivation, go take care of your horse. Do oh, some yeah. body work. Work with them in a different way. And then go take care of yourself. Go do self-care, whatever that looks like for you. For me, it's really long walks, like four-mile walks or going to the gym or something like that. Like, do something else that's going to help you reach that end goal. That doesn't mean you just let your horse sit there. Like you said, you have to keep up with them. But... Yeah. yeah, that's actually something that I've been doing lately is going on walks with my horse <laughs> because, oh, yeah, because yeah, I'm like, okay, well, I just, you know, I have an office job and then I live in a trailer, so I'm not going to come. Yeah. yeah, it's not, I'm not, I, it, I'm just like inside all the time unless I force myself to be outside, you know, so I've been telling myself for the past like three months that I need to go on walks pretty often and that's not even a big deal to me because walks just feel good so but I'm like might as well bring moonshine with me and go on a walk run and then we both get the exercise wow that was really smart and that's like what you were saying you know if you aren't feeling it do some self-care or go take care of your horses that's what I do too 100% like if I'm like okay I don't want to ride today I'm really tired like I had a long day at work whatever I still go outside I tie up my horses to the hitching post I'll braid their manes I will, you know, clean their stalls and stuff. I just like being out there with them no matter what. You know, when it comes down to it, I just like being around them. And that's really inspiring to me. Like, braiding their mane is inspiring to me. Like, it makes me feel like the little girl that was first in love with horses again. And sometimes people need that. Some people some people need to, like, reignite the fire in them. And it literally does. It means that you need to go back to the basics and go back to the foundation and understand why you are in love with this whole sport and industry to begin with. Yeah, that's so true. I have gotten back to the basics of just loving to take care of them. Mm-hmm. And that's just been so good for me and refreshing because I, the horse I had before that I was trying to make work um, just kind of ruined it for me. She's kind of hateful, <laughs> but Gosh. that's a whole long story. <laughs> but yeah, and so just having one that I enjoy, like I actually enjoy feeding you and keeping you on my feed bill and, you know, running your tab and like taking care of you. Like, I just love it. But yeah. Anyways, not to change subject, but how is Moonshine? Tell, have you, have you told your following how she is? I'm sorry. No, yeah, you're fine. Like, go ahead. Um, yeah, so she seems to be doing pretty good it's it's literally the weirdest situation so for context for anybody that doesn't know she is my OG barrel horse and I was running her this season in two associations or something and she started doing this super weird thing where I would walk her I'd be walking her uh or like riding her and like I would go to a trot and her right ear would pin back to her neck just like I don't know it's really hard to explain but so she would pin her right ear back and then she would non-stop shake her head and so originally it it was very random so you know she's a mare she's a bear horse so she kind of has an attitude so I was like well okay maybe this is behavioral this could be behavioral and it kind of did seem like that but then I was really hyper focused on it and started to just test it and see when it triggered and the more that I worked her the worse that it got and so I just was like okay okay so I took her to the vet um actually I took her to the chiropractor first because that's the cheapest option to go to first uh and so that didn't help her and then I went to the vet and they said that she had fluid in her right ear so I uh They took all the fluid out. I had to give her treatment and stuff like that. That didn't end up helping her. And then I took her back to the vet and she could not find anything. Moonshine wouldn't do it when we were working her. 
and she had just done it like two days before so it wasn't very relieving to me it was just that she wasn't helping us any you know and so um the vet was like okay well she does have a lot of pressure you know in her jaw like in her jaw area moonshine does have a her biggest flaw is pulling back on the hitching post so I told all the vets, I was very transparent with them saying that, you know, it could be something like that, you know, it could be pole damage or, you know, cause they said that that could cause nerve damage up there. And so I was like, it could be anything like that. Um, so she kind of was looking in that area and she said, there's a lot of pressure and like her TMJs. And so she got her TMJs injected, which I'm just like, Oh my God, I, I didn't even know that you could get your TMJs injected. Oh, yeah, girl. <laughs> like, you can, we can inject anything. No, I'm just kidding. I swear. No, like, that's such a true thing. Like, Moonshine got her yeah. ass injected this year, earlier this year, too. And just watching that, I'm like, oh, my God. There's so much pressure to get all that fluid in there. I'm like, no. No, thank you. But anyway, so, yeah, she got her TMJs injected. That was quite the watch. And she also got her nose scoped. I've never seen a horse get their nose like everything scoped and that was weird to see too um but so yeah she seems to be doing better now she's not doing the whole head shaking thing it's very hard to tell when it's also in the middle of summertime and she's shaking her head anyway because of flies but she um isn't doing the whole ear thing anymore and so I think we're good I'm pretty sad because we ended up missing all the qualifications for the finals that I want to do west coast I know I'm like okay and that's like one of the things you know you just go back to just going with the flow like it's all part of the plan but I really wanted to be able to go to the finals and then there's a big barrel race that I've had to miss for the past three years because of just super random things and I was so dead set on going this year and of course did not go this year so but um, we're in one other association, and I think we'll be able to make all the barrel races. And so I think it should be cool to be able to do those. Um, and then, you know, see, like, with Moonshine, the thing with her is that she's not the fastest. Like, she can run in 18. We've, like, she's good at running 18s, but she's not, like, something that I'm going to really pursue to go super hard on because I just know – you know, I'm being realistic with myself and her that she's just not going to be that horse, but she's so like special to me that I will keep her the rest of her life anyway. But I have other horses that are coming up. Well, just one, but she seems to be a little bit faster. So hopefully we can go hard on her. And I don't know. My thing is that I would really love to be able to just travel in barrel race, like not even just yeah. trying to be a pro or anything like that. I would just love to be able to go to destination barrel races visit that area, go to the big barrel race, experience it for what it has to offer and just live my life like that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. that's, that's honestly, that's kind of my goal. Like my husband can't wait till I'm like running because he kind of wants, that's kind of our thing too. We just want to go. And uh, I never thought of that term, but that's exactly it. Just like that one big weekend a month, you know, type thing. Mm-hmm. But so this is kind of kooky. But I got to tell you, okay. confession here, the okay. can judge me because like, yes, everyone knows if you listen to my podcast, I am a Christian. But anyways, have you ever heard of a horse psychic? Yes. Totally. Have you done one? No, I worked for, I rode horses for a lady that, uh, I had one it. done for my, well, I'd not had one done, but I did one last Friday for my colt, And she said some things that. I'm like, yeah, you could t- say that to any barrel racer and they're going to be like, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> but, um, but she did because I've been having some issues with my horse and we were going to the vet once a week for the cold laser. And we were doing this and we were doing massages and like all this stuff trying to like bust him open and find his issues and start vitamin E and blah, blah. But anyway, she did tell me she's like, it's his right hind. It's his abductor. So I've been using I um, did something else naughty and I bought something i bought a sound wave machine and i've been working Ooh. on his on his abductor his right back hind is all it is I, she specifically said abductor and he it's like painful for him to let go and and get treatments like he'll sit there and like bounce up and down and like he'll squat down like there's just so i'm like maybe there's i mean there's something to it but oh. anyways if anything it's entertaining yeah well yeah i worked <laughs> for a lady that she was a medium in general you know, I didn't know that when I first started working for her. And I am like, 
I am so open-minded. Like, yeah, I believe in God and all of that, but I am not like what Joe Rogan says. I'm not married to any opinion. You know, I want to hear right. everybody's yeah. side and I'm not going to discount that because that's not what I also think, you know? So with this lady, I was super open to hearing like what she had to say. And it's interesting, you know, she really is like talking to the horses. And in a way I'm like, am I? a medium because I feel like I can look at my horses and be like oh don't freaking look at me like that you know (laughs) like I'm like I just feel like you know they don't even talk but I can totally understand them too but yeah yeah, I think just that whole thing there's a lot of people that totally believe in it and that oh yeah yeah and I I'm not like I I don't experience it so I'm not gonna discount it but that's actually a really good idea like what if I had that lady come look at moonshine and see do it might as well I can send you the number to the lady that I use. She was she's in Nevada, but it, I did it over the phone. Um, Wait, what but, if it's the same girl? Is it Terry J? Oh my god, that is so weird. Is that her? Yeah, yeah. she actually so lives I, right up the street from me. That's cool. That's cool. So like, I definitely I'm with you. Like, I'm an open person. I'm a Christian, very much so, very spiritual person. But anyways, I do believe that these people have gifts. Now she mm-hmm. kind of took it to the next level with some other things I won't say what she said but anyway she took it to the next level with like the whole like you're a god and you can whatever and I obviously don't believe in that but I definitely believe she has a gift because I think there's something to it yeah and she's, I definitely believe she's in those like gifts. religious too you know and that's one thing with that that I've kind of learned is um you know the people like mediums and all of that some of them are Christians yes. too you know like exactly. or they believe in god and that's part of all of it so um but yeah, she's really cool. It's, she's got halflingers, which really, yeah. And so she you had me work on. That's pretty cool. We, you should have her. That should be your first. I'm being super pushy and annoying right now. Sorry, but you should have her do like Moonshine's reading and record it. Oh, yeah, actually, really is a good idea. Yeah, she's really good. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know why I haven't tried to do more stuff with her. You know. Like, even an interview would be kind of cool just to see how she yes. got into it, how she found out that she is who she is, and all of that yes. stuff. Yes. Oh, that'd be so cool. I know. Okay. So, I'll have more guests on my podcast if you do more podcasts just by yourself. Because I oh, think you, you told I, me, like, I, in this whole interview, you've told me, like, four times, like, there's, you know, there's a story behind this. Like, I want to hear those stories. I want you to like, I don't think people want to, I think I'm annoying. Like I've done a couple on my own and they get listens and I'm just kind of like, this is your (laughs) podcast. That's the thing. You can literally take this in any direction. And it's like, okay, if people don't want to listen to that, then they don't have to. That's so true. (laughs) I'm, I'm a talker. I'm a talker, but I really enjoy like talking to other people um, I just kind of assume if they're here listening, they're here to listen to my guests. But yeah, I would love to do that. that that's you kind should. of been in the back of my mind. Like, I, I wish I was brave enough. I've done it a couple times. Um, you know, what's really hard for me, and you can probably relate to this with your stuff, is I don't get any feedback. Like, I, oh, I've, had yeah. like a, I've had one really, really, like, almost brought a tear to my eye. Um, someone left a review and my husband actually like we're going on the road and he's never listened to any of these which is fine with me um he's just a busy guy but anyways he was like he like read it out loud I'm like oh my gosh that was so sweet so shout out to whoever that was I I loved it um but anyways it's hard for me to like want to do one and not that I need someone to like pat me on the back and be like yeah keep going but just to know that it's like being received Mm -hmm. and it's wanted like I just don't want to put anything out there that's not wanted does that Mm -hmm. make sense yeah do you have an Instagram for it no I have a I just have a Facebook page you should make an Instagram for it that's really helpful yeah I mean it's kind of the same thing with me with my podcast but I made an Instagram for it and um but like I've I totally get where you're coming from but I heard a podcast the other day and it was saying that just because what you're doing right now isn't like on trend or working or whatever doesn't mean it's not going to literally in like three months you know so just always keep pushing with whatever you're passionate about because at some point it's going to stick to people or like for people and so like your podcast has it especially with like I said there's not that many rodeo 
podcast at all and it's like it's kind of sad and yours is so Mm -hmm. good because you are just willing to go interview people like it's crazy to me that you're willing to talk to NFR qualifiers but you can't talk about yourself I'm like what oh it's like it's so weird because I like I like hang up and I'm like whoa like I didn't do I'm like not that I did good like I get so nervous and I say I put my foot in my mouth but I'm like I didn't do too bad like good job you got through one more but yeah, I'm glad you kind of motivated me to do that. But yeah, I want to. I have some really, I don't want to say really good ideas, but I have some ideas and it's just going to take getting with another creative person to kind of motivate me to put them out there because I'm a little bashful in the sense of like, I don't want to flop, you know, because yeah. I've tried some other things and I've flopped before. Um, but that's all a part of the journey. I feel like I'm learning. But oh, yeah, so it's, that's, yeah. that's literally all a part of it. Like, with Dare to Be a Cowboy, when I first started it, you know, and it was gone, it was really big, and then I stopped it for college, there were so many people that were like, did you fail, you know, did this just, like, end because you guys suck, I'm like, no, but, like, it did kind of feel like that in a way, you know, because it was, like, it was only me, my mom, and my dad that were running this organization, and it was an international organization, and it was so much work, and it was, you know, so when we ended it, it did sort of, in a way, feel like a failure, and so getting back into it, even though it was, prioritizing you know you're just prioritizing your own mm-hmm. life but so then getting back life. into it yeah yeah so then getting back into it I was like am I gonna have to explain myself to people because I really don't want to do that honestly like I don't want to have to you know just I don't know I just feel like that that's so unnecessary and so yeah like just getting back into it was kind of hard but you just have to do it that's the thing like I I don't know you just have to like push past that and at some point genuinely not care about anybody else's opinion and like for me I have to think that no matter what I'm gonna do people I'm always gonna have haters you know I am all I'm like literally till the day I die I could literally like cure cancer and you're gonna have haters you know so I just always have to remember that yeah like even Jesus had haters like everybody is going to have people that don't like them and those are just people that don't understand you and don't understand your mission but, like, one thing that I really like about Instagram and all that is it, it really helps you find the people that do fit your vibe. So, like, with your podcast and stuff, you may not be, like, hearing the feedback and stuff like that yet. But that's just because you haven't found your tribe yet. Like, keep pushing and keep putting that content out there. And then I feel like those people are going to come to you. Especially if you make an Instagram. That's really important. <laughs> I will say that till the day I die. Make an Instagram. Well, I will definitely have to take I'll have to take your advice on that. We'll have to get together and brainstorm on like a private call because I have a couple yeah. ideas. And I have one specifically that I think you'd be really interested in and, and you're the type that I think could really pull it off. But I'll say that off air. Um, but yeah, so Ooh. we're coming up with five minutes left. And then the the, I, the app that I use to do this will cut us off. I just want to say oh. thank you so much. And I just, I love putting podcasts out there because I love hearing other people's stories and what they have to say. And you're so captivating and the things that you're doing are very motivational. And I think you're a great role model, Hannah. Um, any, if I have any, I know I have some young listeners, make sure you go give her a follow. Um, you're just great. So thank you so much for doing this. We'll get together on a, on a call on another day. Um, I actually have something to go do after this, but I do want to uh, brainstorm with you this one idea because I think you could pull it off and you'd do really well with it. Oh, yeah. I'm all about ideas. And thank you. And, again, please keep doing what you're doing because what you are doing for the rodeo industry is really big, and I really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Don't forget to follow her. Real quick, Work it. what's your uh, Instagram handle? I forgot. It's just at Hannah Beth Virginia. Okay, cool. And Dare to Be a Cowboy has its own Instagram. Make sure you guys get on there and get a hat. Yeah, that's at Dare to Be a Cowboy. And then the Barrel Racing Planners is just at Barrel Racing Planners. Oh, and what's your podcast handle? Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> so many things. That's very important. <laughs> yeah, my podcast is called Unbridled. And so, again, I don't have guests on the podcast or anything like that. But if you want to hear me rant and talk kind of like I did today, you can go find Unbridled on iTunes or Spotify or wherever awesome. you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much. I'm going to shoot you a text sometime and we'll get together so I can I can run that past you. Yes, please do. I'll get this edited so at some point today and um, get it up and get it over and share it with you. Okay. Thanks, girl. It was really nice Thanks. talking to you. You're fun to talk yes. to. Yes. Yes. We'll have to do it again. Thanks, listeners. Have a good day. All right. Bye, girl. Bye.
Alright guys, how about that? Another great episode with an awesome, awesome influencer um, and a great cowgirl. Make sure you guys go over and subscribe to Hannah's podcast, The Unbridled Podcast, on iTunes and Spotify. I just wanted to throw out there how much I appreciate the listeners. This conversation um, with Hannah really motivated me and inspired me um, to maybe branch out and do some things, uh, some ideas that I've had that I just haven't done I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, another little disclaimer, not a disclaimer, announcement, whatever. Um, yeah, she motivated me, so I want to throw this out there. If anyone out there has a story and they want to come on and be a guest, please reach out to me. That's why I started doing this. That's why I enjoy doing this. I think the more content that we have out there, the better off we are. I think the more relatable that we realize other barrel racers are, the better off our sport is going to be. I really enjoy doing this, and I hope you guys are enjoying enjoying listening. Sorry, I know I'm a horrible host. But, um, yeah, anyone out there knows of anyone who would be interested, or if you yourself would be interested in coming on as a guest, please reach out to me. I would love to have you on. Thanks, God bless, have a great week. Mm-hmm.